This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's place to talk. This is Rutherford Issues, hitting right at what matters most to all of us here in the heart of Tennessee. From Murfreesboro to Smyrna, Eagleville to Laverne, Leanna to Barfield, and everywhere in between. If it matters to you, you'll hear about it at the next hour here on Rutherford Issues. Now your host, Brian Barrett. Well, hey, hi, and hello there, fun lovers and truth seekers. Welcome in to a busy Thursday, Rutherford Issues, which we are going to jump right into the conversation here this morning. State Representative Mike Sparks will be alongside here in just a few, but we have Speaker Cameron Sexton joining us here this morning and uh, looking forward to some conversation uh, here today. Uh, Speaker, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Good to have you along. Can you tell me a few things about what's uh, what's been going on concerning uh, Jefferson Pike in the uh, Smyrna area? That's some big news we've heard about. Yeah, so that's something that Representative Sparks has been working on, I think, for 16 years when he started on county commission and bringing awareness to that issue. And then him and uh, Representative Charlie Baum have teamed up with, uh, with TDOT. And uh, I, there's going to be uh, that part of that road is going to be five lane. And so we're excited about um, bringing some safety and, uh, and some better access to that area. So uh, yesterday, the, there was some type of announcement. I know you were in the district all day yesterday. We want to talk about some of your uh, uh, travels uh, here in the area. But what was that specifically about? Yeah, so the meeting yesterday was with uh, the mayors of Smyrna and the mayor of Laverne and the city managers and, and uh, some of the city council members on each and uh, with Representative Sparks and, and uh, the TDOT commissioner. And we were talking about infrastructure you know, one of the things that I've learned as I've, I've traveled and been in Rutherford County numerous times is about the, the growth uh, that Rutherford County has and the issues um, with infrastructure that growth can play on a community. And, and so we had the meeting with TDOT to talk about uh, the transportation issues, the, some bottlenecks, some congestion, and, and how we can uh, prioritize um, some different routes and some different ideas to, to hopefully uh, continue to allow Rutherford to grow without people being frustrated about spending two hours on the road. Well, I guess that's the case in a lot of our growing communities in the state. You probably hear about infrastructure needs all over, don't you? We do, but what I will say is um, we have more counties that are uh, zero to minus 10% growth than we do from 0% to 10% growth. So um, it's more of a novel thing. I think Rutherford's our fastest growing county in the state. And, and so we need to make sure that Rutherford County continues to thrive and grow. And there's some things that we need to do as a state to make sure we make that, that happen. Yeah, Cameron, uh, th- or Speaker, thank you for coming in yesterday. I thought it was a great meeting. And I and, uh, want to thank Mayor Reed and Brian Hercules for helping um, put, put all that together, as well as Mayor Cole and Steve No, Calvin Jones, and um, uh, uh, Graham Coates and others that were in, in attendance yesterday. I thought it went really good with uh, TDOT Commissioner Clay Bright. But um, but this radio station, I want to thank WGNS because they've been leading the fight on widening that road. Um, uh, it's been a long wait and a lot of countless accidents. We've had a father, Mr. John uh, John Phillips, and on with the son of his his son was killed in that road years ago, Jonathan. And um, but our road board folks like Keith Bratcher and 
uh, Rabbit Victory and, and others that have been speaking up about about the need to, to widen as well as Joe Carr and Bill Ketcher and others. But I thought it went, went great with all the uh, uh, needs that's out there. Um, speaker, I know you made your rounds in, in our county um, uh, and you care deeply about this state. How do you manage from Mountain City to Memphis? How do you keep keep up with all these visits and all these issues? Well, first, it's because we have good representatives who are keeping me informed, and I depend a lot on, on people like you, Representative Sparks, and, and the other members of the General Assembly on uh, having their ear to the ground and, and letting us know what their needs are. So that's first. The second thing is I just enjoy getting out and traveling and, and getting to meet the people that you interact with or our members interact with on a daily basis and learning firsthand what those needs are. So I appreciate the opportunity to be in Rutherford County with you yesterday and then be able to have Commissioner uh, to come in about T-Dot and, and talk about some, some needs for the county. Yeah. Well, we know you've got another Zoom call you've got to jump into, but I just want to tell you, a, a lot of our folks are really appreciative of you coming in yesterday. Um, I know the mayors uh, and all the aldermen and, and city councilmen, as well as our town managers, um, uh, we're very grateful for, for that visit. So thank you and keep up the good work. Thank you all. You all have a great day. You too. Appreciate that. Uh, Speaker Cameron Sexton joining us here on Rutherford Issues today. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and more conversation on the way here on News Radio WGNS. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. This is a paid legal advertisement. Every one of us has traveled on a highway next to a tractor-trailer. We understand the huge difference in size and weight of these trucks. These trucks can carry up to 80,000 pounds fully loaded, compared with the average car that weighs only 4,000 pounds. If you're involved in an accident with a tractor trailer, you need a lawyer who knows the laws and regulations that are involved with these large trucks. You need the law offices of John Day, 615-867-9900. SRM Concrete, with every new day, every sunrise, we build structures that stand the test of time, and upon their foundations are our homes, where we work, where our kids go to school, and with that comes tremendous pride. We don't just make concrete, we build relationships, trust, confidence. We're SRM Concrete. Build with us. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by the law offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. Does your home or business need COVID-19 virus cleaning? Hi, I'm Tom Sweat from AmeriCare Services. We're a locally owned company and we specialize in cleaning and disinfecting for the COVID-19 virus. Our EPA registered and approved products are 100% effective at killing COVID-19. To learn more, contact AmeriCare at 893-7111 or on the web at americareservices.com forward slash coronavirus. It's time for Good Neighbor Events from News Radio WGNS. 
And the Saturday Marketplace is all around the Rutherford County Courthouse each Saturday morning from 8 until noon. That's a service of the Main Street Murfreesboro program, and our hats off to them. And speaking of Saturday, let's talk some local history over at the One Room Ransom Schoolhouse. Every Saturday morning from 9 until noon, friends from the Rutherford County Historical Society are there. They even put a pot of coffee on for you, and it's all free. 9 until noon, Saturdays, at the old one-room Ransom Schoolhouse, 717 North Academy Street. And this coming Saturday brings Oktoberfest to Oakland's mansion. Don't you dare miss that one. The 6th Annual Oktoberfest is from 3 in the afternoon until 7 in the evening. You must buy those tickets online. Go to oaklandsmansion.org. WGNS reminds you to wash your hands regularly with soap, cover your cough, wear a mask, and avoid crowds. Plus, when you shop, shop local. And the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. Turn to Turner Security for your business or your home. With Turner on your team, you're never alone. For everything you need, all you've got to do is call. Turner's got it all. When you turn to Turner Security, powered by TechCore, you can leave your security issues at the door. Turn to Turner Security. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too. We're more than talk. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. All right, back here on the program today, presented by Turner Security. You can turn to Turner Security for your residential and commercial security needs. Helped us out here at the radio station, but they can also help you at your home. No long-term contracts either. They do it right at Turner Security, locally owned here in Smyrna. State Representative Mike Sparks is with us, and uh, we're efforting a conversation from the Memphis area as well this morning. But uh, I guess while we wait on uh, on that particular call, why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about here? Yeah, we're we're hoping to get John Representative John DeBear out of Memphis uh, District 90 on the air with us. He was he was one of the main speakers at the. Um, Constitution Day event with Joni Bryan. Uh, Joni Bryan, um, uh, I guess it'd be executive director of the 917 Societies on a Zoom call with us. Uh, good morning, Joni. How you doing? I'm great. Good morning. You had a good event this week. Can you kind of uh, recap um, some of your speakers and, and what the subject matter was that day? 
Well, absolutely. Well, um, this was our fourth annual Constitution Day celebration, and we have it every year to celebrate the success of our project. We were able to distribute about 200,000 pocket constitutions to eighth graders across three states this year. And so we come together and we celebrate and honor the day, September 17th, uh, 1787, when our Constitution was signed. And so we had some fabulous speakers. We had um, many of our people who support our projects, such as Lee Beeman, Dr. Ming Wang, uh, Congressman Mark Green. We had um, wonderful speakers, Dr. Carol Swain. We also had Representative uh, John DeBerry um, and Senator Kerry Roberts led us in our as our MC. Uh, we just had a fabulous event celebrating the success and launching our next goal for the new year. Yes, ma'am. Uh, was Abe Lincoln actually there too? He actually came. I tell you, I am just always so excited to see Abraham Lincoln. He never misses. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a good event. The um, I, I was also impressed and surprised to see Jim Ayers. Um, uh, I guess it'd be CEO of First Bank was a sponsor. Yes, yes. We have had some wonderful folks that have jumped in to help us uh, because we don't get state or federal money for this project. We rely on individuals and businesses to help fund it. And so uh, we have some amazing folks. We have a founders club where people, if they donate $1,000 a year, they're in our founders club. So we have some amazing business people and and community uh, people that love supporting this and helping us educate our kids. Well, I know... um uh, I've been saying for years that the Constitution, especially the First Amendment, is under attack. I see it personally. A lot of people may not see the issues that I see. Um, you know, when people are afraid to put a bumper sticker on the back of their car or put a political sign in their front yard, you know, something yes. something's wrong. Uh, another guest speaker, or two of them, Dr. Ming Wang was there, and uh, he has that Common Ground Network, and we had him on the air two weeks, well, about a month ago, I guess, with us. And um, you had a, a local teacher, one of my teachers in my district, uh, Alan, is it Bessinger of Stewart's Creek Middle School, was a speaker. And um, I happened to tour his school with um, school superintendent um, um, Bill Sparlock and Tammy Lynn and was impressed to see them talk about the Bill of Rights and the Constitution at Stewart's Middle School. Why, with all the teachers, did, did was he awarded uh, something? Because uh, he was the only teacher I've seen speaking about it. Well, we we received so many uh, letters, emails, pictures from the schools. The teachers love the project. This is a, a way that they can honor and celebrate Constitution Day, and it doesn't cost them anything. That's our goal. It's a federal law that schools that get federal money are supposed to have a program on Constitution Day. Yeah. It's actually federal law 108-447. And, uh, of course, a lot of people aren't aware of that law, but it, there's no funding for it. So what we do is we give them a free a program for it and Alan has been fantastic he actually does a 17-day program with his kids teaching them the Constitution and he came and spoke about what they did in class and shows how they notate their blue books they call them the little constitutions that we give out and so uh, we just wanted everyone at the event to hear firsthand from a teacher the impact this project is making Yes, ma'am. Well, I like the words. Um, it was was it a lady that was from the the Philippines that had uh, became a naturalized citizen? I think she spoke uh, very passionately about the freedoms that we often take for granted. 
uh, here in this yes, country. Yes, Alicia Lundquist, and uh, she used to uh, do a lot of work with the USO. Her husband is military, and of course, she's from the Philippines, very passionate about our country. And uh, they live, um, they helped actually to deliver to constitutions also to some of the Williamson County schools. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So t- tell me uh, a little bit more about the 917 Society. How did it come about? Um, what do you, what, what spurred on this um, idea of having this particular organization and, and your work here in Tennessee? And are you looking to spread out even further, maybe? Oh, yes, yes. Well, it actually started when I was asked a question by someone. I worked at a retirement community, and he had ran for governor in the 60s, had been really involved with civil rights. And we were having a conversation one day, and he said, uh, you realize that's unconstitutional when we were discussing a case. And I said, well, no. And he, he looked at me and he pulled the Constitution out of his pocket. And he said, my dear, when is the last time you read your Constitution? And I realized in all of my education, I'd gotten a few bits and pieces, but I've never read the document. And that question kept me up at night. And I had spent years as a social worker in rural Alabama, and I'd always taught my children, if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. And I realized I was part of the problem. And I thought, well, surely it's not just me. So I asked everyone I knew, and I was getting the same answer. And I realized we have a really serious problem here in our country. Our citizens just don't know the Constitution. And, you know, how can we have a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, if the people don't even know the Constitution? And so that spurred me on to uh, do this project. And uh, I started uh, asking teachers about, you know, were they doing anything for Constitution Day when I learned about that law? And it just was a perfect fit to provide this program for our teachers for Constitution Day. And uh, another aspect of the project was uh, at work, I had had some um, people come to me and ask about printing the citizenship test because they were going to take their naturalization uh, for being citizens. And I realized when I printed the test and looked at the questions, I probably couldn't have answered half of them. And so um, it really um, made me stop and think about how we need to create a moment for our young people where they realize they're a citizen and how awesome it is to be an American and that our constitution is our guidebook as a citizen. And so on the last page of our constitution, we have the citizenship oath because if you're born here, you don't take the oath. And so this is something really cool that our teachers can offer the kids. They sign and date the constitution, they do their program. And then the last page is the oath. So it's a really fun way that we can, and get our kids excited about what it means to be a citizen and that our constitutions are guidebook. Yes, ma'am. Well, one thing that, you know, I had Dr. Larry Burris on the radio with us, I guess it's been about five, probably five years ago. I took his first amendment class, free expression, which really got me more interested in journalism and the constitution, listening to him. Um, and I've been saying that there's false narratives from the media. Uh, and I personally witnessed it. Um, and one case in point, Joni, and may, maybe it's just me. I'm just curious if you hear this from other folks. We had a we had an African American church in Laverne, Word of Life, um, that was literally they they were not allowed to worship in their own church for two years. Uh, Giles Creek uh, Baptist um, at Rocky Fork Road had built that church with with out of the you know labor of love built that church with their own labor. Now the church had to borrow the money. But the church, sadly, you know, they lost a lot of members, couldn't worship for two years. I can remember writing the NAACP, uh, you know, the ACLU didn't come to their defense. 
no one was there for him. Um, do you is that an outlier for 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 me and my district? Are you hearing those kind of things in other areas? And and what the, what the situation was? It was over a little easement, a little uh, easement dispute, and um, but you know you could you could you could prohibit somebody on the guise of all kinds of different things. I mean, codes or sprinkler systems or whatever to prohibit somebody from worshiping. Sadly, the church lost a lot of memberships. And I had to beg journal, a journalist. Uh, finally, Fox 17, uh, Michaela Lewis did the story. And folks want to go to YouTube. In fact, Joni, go to YouTube after this this call and uh, just type in um, Word of Life Laverne Church. And it's sad that this happens in our backyard and no one's there. Uh, then we've got the John DeBerry situation that the mainstream media is not going to talk about. Once again, it's not going to fit their narrative. They don't want this out. This should be a national story. You know, they took him off the ballot, a 26-year lawmaker who has sta- stood for the same principles he did 26 years ago, the same principles Dr. King stood for, the same principles our forefathers have stood for, and uh, uh, what he called, uh, to quote John DeBerry, a tribunal of, what is it, 80 or 90 people, the Tennessee Executive Democrat Committee, voted to take him off the ballot. I mean, this this lawmaker in Memphis literally was at the, the, the mountaintop speech, watched Dr. King as a young boy give the speech, march with Dr. King, and they vote take him off the ballot. A- am I, I mean, the listeners need to know this. Sadly, the media doesn't cover this. I mean, do you do you see it as well? Yes, I see this a lot. In fact, I was in the car riding down the road with some friends and they were afraid to put political signs in the yard because of what's going on. Um, But when I spoke to a school last year, it's amazing the questions. Our young people are so smart. But what I'm finding is everything that um, I guess you'd say the, the mainstream media wants to cancel, they call it the cancel culture, they label everything hate speech. And our children, we had this conversation with our uh, kids when we were giving constitutions last year at one of the middle schools, and they wanted to know what's the difference in free speech and hate speech. And so we had some really in-depth conversations about that. But I think a lot of things are just being labeled hate speech. You know, no matter what it is, if it doesn't agree with, with their narrative, then it's like, okay, that's hate speech. That's hate speech. And I'm seeing that a lot. A lot. Um, I don't know if John's. We think John's on the call. John, if you're listening, you may need to okay. unmute it. You know, John DeBerry, if you can unmute it, sir. Um, but you know, to me, uh, finally, I think Franklin Graham picked up the story. So, John, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you, sir. I mean, I know you're not that um, great with technology, but uh, but no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's not a requirement of getting elected. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, well, we appreciate you. I appreciate your speech. I don't know if you know it. I, I took my phone out and recorded your speech with my camera. And in fact, my arms were hurting. I was holding the camera up. Uh, but thank you. Um, John, how are things going for you down there in Memphis? Well, I am working, of course, as I always do. Um, it's very hard for an opponent to outwork me as far as dealing with my constituents and my community. Um, but um, it's different. I have never had to work this hard in the fall with fall weather and things of that sort. Yeah. And plus, I've never had, uh, I've always run under the banner of Democrat because that's the way the district is drawn. Yeah. And uh, so uh, 
I have some things to overcome. My my part, former party has pulled out all stops. Of course, uh, they don't. There's not an insult that they have not utilized, or a, a untruth that they won't tell. Yes, so um, that's kind of where I am. I don't. I don't go out after them, but they have most certainly made it a point to go after me. Yes, sir. Well, I know you, um, you've you stood firm. In fact, when I first got elected, that was one of the first things I did was go and meet with you, and then you shared with me. I brought up the mountaintop speech, and you said you were there, which really kind of shocked me. Um, but, you know, the, the party really didn't – the party you, – you didn't leave the party. The party left you. You've stood your ground for the past 26 years, and I would argue that you've stood the same ground that Dr. King stood. Uh, and I know it's got to be lonely, but one thing and you and I have talked is that – and I like that quote that, that Dr. King gave from um, the letter from Birmingham Jail where he said, it's not the words of your, your friends – your enemies that hurt the most, but the silence of your friends – and you do have a lot of friends right. out there across this great state. Even Billy Graham, I heard, gave you a uh, a shout out. I heard, I think it was some NBA basketball player uh, mention you. You know, you've went through some struggles. Your wife passed. What was it? Five years ago. Um, but yeah, how? That's coming up on five years. Yeah. Well, you know, we had talked. We were on that prayer caucus call, and and I think it was um, Senator um, um, Oh out there in Winchester. Um, uh, Janet Janice Bowling and she said John how you holding up and, and you you got a little emotional if you don't mind me saying that on the air and I, I, t- I called you back next day and we talked about those dogs in Memphis and you said you seen those dogs and you know you you yeah. seen what people went through the struggles and you lived those struggles and and um uh, but I was saying how everybody God ever used, they had struggles, they had to overcome. And where's that scripture in Romans that said, "Count it," and you know it better than I would. Count it joy when you suffer persecutions. And um, I do think God's got a plan for you. And I think I think African Americans are going. We there may not be fifty percent wake up, but there may be twenty percent wake up to to the religious persecution that you faced. Um, so how are you holding up through all this? persecution well i you know i am used to it i have as you said these are not new stands for me um my my mother and father uh as you've heard me say many times before were very involved in the civil rights movement we integrated the schools of crockett county uh, which was a wonderful experience because it was a small town and integration went on without a hitch respectful uh, a lot of those kids are still my friends today almost 50 years later and uh so my dad was very involved he was the pre- he established the NAACP in Crockett County and was the president of it until he moved back to Memphis and uh, so we would come back and forth to Memphis during the civil rights struggles we published a newspaper back in those days called The Informer. And my mother, before she died in 1970, did a article entitled, Will There Ever Be a Black President? I remember that article. I'm looking for it now. Yes, and um, the article, basically she said, yes, because America is continually in evolution and that we will evolve 
to where we will have a black president. So that's the way I was raised. I was not raised to hate. I was not raised to be bitter. I was not raised to be separate and, and, and angry. I was raised to believe that we are all more similar than we are different. and that we all need the same things. We worship God. We serve our creator. My dad told me when we went to integrate the schools, as you've heard me say many times, Mike being one of my closest friends, that uh, um, my dad said, look, you go to school, you don't scratch your head when it ain't itching, you don't grin when it ain't funny, you be a man. He said, you give respect, you'll get respect. That, That was his whole a speech on integration. That's what I did. And we had a positive result because the kids realized that we were much more similar than we were different because of the way we were raised as Christians. Yes, sir. So I'm used to it. It's no big deal. Uh, it's whatever the will of the Lord is. I believe that his hand is on this, that he has a greater purpose for all of us, Mike, you, me, and all of us who are making a stand in this dangerous time we're in. Yes, sir. God's people, this is a perfect opportunity for us to show the difference between the holy and the profane. Yes, and that's sir. what we've got to do. Amen. Well, uh, real quick, we got about two minutes. Um, you know, I, I, I'm willing to put, I'm not a bet man, but I'd be willing to put a wager with any academic, any media out there, any haters. Um, I'll put a hundred bucks on the table and I'll send it to Habitat for Humanity or the food bank. You've got more influence in the Tennessee General Assembly, the entire Black Caucus, the entire Democrat Caucus combined, combined. And if they want to debate me, we set up an MTSU, um, and I'll do it even if you can't make it, John. But thank you, Joni, for coming in. And, John, you know, I think it's in Hebrews where it said, by faith, Moses persevered. By faith, I think it's Gideon. And um, that scripture to me uh, is, is really comes to mind for such a time as this. So God be with you, and God be with you, Joni. Thanks for what y'all do. Thank you so much. Thank right. you, Mike, for what you do. Thanks, sir. And that's going to do it here for our show today, presented by our friends at Turner Security. You can turn to Turner Security for all of your residential and commercial uh, security needs. Turn to Turner. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.